Welcome to the Life Launch Podcast. My name is Heather Borsma. I'm a certified business coach who helps mama entrepreneurs double their business with more heart and less hustle. Want to learn how? Let's go. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Life Launch Podcast. Today, we are talking all about women and money. And this is something that I've been wanting to talk about about for so long. Today, I have an expert with us. I have Samia Pendolino, and she is an educator, entrepreneur, and the author of Money Handbook. Her passion is to help you learn how to manage money, build wealth, and connect your faith to your finances. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today, Samia. Tell us a little bit about you, where you live, why you're passionate about money. Just give us all the goods about you. Thanks so much for having me. Uh, My name is Samia, and I wrote a book. It's called Money Handbook, and it really just lays out how to manage money, how to build wealth, and also how to align your mindsets with biblical principles to just like receive the blessing that God has promised us. A little bit about my background is I started in banking and I transitioned into a financial advisor. I managed about $200 million under assets for many years. And then after that, I opened up a clothing store with a friend of mine. And it was a high-end boutique in South Florida and ran that for many years as well. And then I started having babies. I went from finance to fashion, but all the principles that I learned, I just carried with me because you still need to know how to budget and how to have a profit at the end of the day. So for me, I sort of know what it's like to be in that corporate world, also know what it's like to be a business owner. So this book, honestly, is 20 years of on-the-job experience. Amazing. That's so good. Yeah. So we have so many women listening that are entrepreneurs, that are moms, many of them. And so I think they're going to really be able to glean from your wisdom and experience on this. Tell us one kind of fun fact about you. Fun fact? I'm Jewish. Yeah. Oh, cool. So do you do like all the traditional Jewish things? I sure do. Yes. I was raised a traditional Jew. I was bat mitzvahed. I read and write Hebrew. I've been to Israel a few times. And I'm kind of a special Jew because I ended up getting saved. And so I believe in Jesus, even though I'm Jewish. So that's always fun. I'm like all my Christians' friends, like token Jew, you know, everyone needs a token (laughs) Jew. I don't have one yet. So I'll be your token (laughs) too. (laughs) So amazing. Okay. So one of the reasons I wanted to have you on the podcast is because I think women in general, especially women who have a faith background are really afraid of either making money or talking about making money. And I've experienced and seen both. I've seen women who are just nervous to even dream for a bigger amount of money than what they actually need. And then I've also seen women who are just quietly making six and seven fingers and not talking about it. So why do you think that is? Do you have any thoughts on where that comes from? So I think one of the issues with women being afraid to make money is they don't know their value. Mm. So the core of this is a belief system and a mindset of what their self-worth is. Hmm. It goes beyond not even that they may not have a skill set or gifts or talents that could make them money. It's more about if somebody doesn't think that they deserve it, it's a mindset of their core values of what they believe. So it's really changing your story. Like Hmm. what 
story are you telling yourself? And it's aligning that story with strategy. And when those two are married and it's healthy and positive, you get success, whether it's owning a business or whether it's working for somebody who owns a business. Either way, if you have the right story and a strategy in place, you will make money. So good. I love the simplicity of story plus strategy yeah. equals success. Is that something in your book or did you just come up with that right now? <laughs> I just came up with that right now. Oh my gosh. But I should add so that. So good. Me. Yes. I love it. <laughs> and I talk a lot about this with my clients and on the podcast here about how our thoughts create our emotion and our emotion creates our action and our action creates our result. And so if we're believing that we aren't worthy of money of success of influence yeah. then we feel that and then we take action from that and we recreate that result over and over and over again so how do we change the story well what i would say is we all have stories like we all have narratives that we tell ourselves about why we can or cannot achieve and whether we believe we can or we can't we're usually right mm. when a person succeeds a lot of that has to do with they're telling themselves that it's possible, that they mm -hmm. can make it happen. I mean, self-talk is a real thing. Mm -hmm. And the quality of your life is the quality of your communication. And self-talk is a big part of that. Mm -hmm. So in order to get out of a negative story, you have to be motivated. And if someone wants something strong enough, you know, they'll break through the story mm -hmm. that's been limiting them. And we don't even realize we limit ourselves sometimes, you know? Mm -hmm. We don't even realize it because it's like just second nature. So it's really being self-aware of like, what am I even telling myself? And what belief systems and mindsets have I married to all these years? And so if you've been believing something for like 10 or 15 years, or maybe since you were a child, like you're, you may not necessarily wake up tomorrow and be like, oh, it's gone. Like, mm -hmm. I know I can succeed now. You like, you actually have to reparent yourself. Yeah. I talk a lot so, about rewiring your brain for change right, there you 63 go. days to create that new, new neural pathway. We can have cool. believed something for 10 or 15 years and we can change it not in a day, but in 63 days, which is not, that's yeah. not actually that much time. If you think about it in comparison to a lifetime yeah. of a story, what are some of the stories that you tell yourself about money? Well, I think the story you have needs to align with the vision you have for your life mm -hmm. and getting a clear purpose for what you want and sticking to it. For me, I think passion is essential to becoming successful. It's about choosing something that you love. I think most people are like bombarded with marketing and branding and advertising and, you know, they know when they're like being sold to. If I want to add value to somebody's life, I think it's important to educate and to be like authentic mm. and to come in with the attitude that you want to be a blessing. So some of the things I tell myself is I want people to go further than me. Mm. I want them to stand on my shoulders. Like I genuinely want women specifically to have financial literacy and feel confident in investing and feel confident in having a debt payoff plan and know that they're capable. Mm -hmm. And yeah. so that's something that I'm passionate about. And I think whatever bothers you, like if something bothers you, it, like it kind of hits that justice button, then that tells you a problem you're trying to solve. And right. everyone listening, it's going to be something different. My thing is it's all about helping people solve a problem. So we talked about how some of the things that could be stopping someone from 
wanting to make money is their worthiness or their yeah kind of believing that they deserve to have. What about people who are making a lot of money, women, yeah. faith-based women who are making a lot of money and kind of keeping it like a dirty little secret? Well, you know, it's really interesting because it's actually the same root issue. It's just a different symptom. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. It just expresses itself different. Listen, women control 51% of American wealth. 51%. That's 22 (laughs) trillion with a T dollars. Wow. And we live longer than men. So we end up getting the life insurance when they die, or we end up inheriting the house and the car and the accounts when the men pass. So it's Hmm. so important. I think women on average live like seven years longer than men. It's so important that women learn how to manage money and how to build wealth because chances are they're going to be getting it all when the husband or the patriarch and the family passes. My thing is it's like a responsibility factor. Mm. So even if you feel like nobody ever taught you or you're not smart enough, it's all very fixable and it's not high stakes. I, Mm. I teach a finance class and I tell my students, no big deal, start educating start listening to podcasts, start reading books on finance. It's a lot of information, especially Mm -hmm. if you don't have a base or a foundation Mm -hmm. of finance. And then all of a sudden you're like trying to, it's a language. You're trying to learn this new language. It's baby step. The next thing you know, six months from now, you're going to know a lot more than you do today. It's so good. It's just a little bit at a time. And it's those 1% adjustments, right? It doesn't have to be this dramatic thing. And I think if we're willing to actually just look at it, I think that's part of the problem, right? Is so many people, whether they're making money or not, they don't really want to look at it. But if we're willing to look at it and look at it and not make it mean something about our yeah. worth or our identity or our ability, but this is just something we're learning and something right. we're figuring out, then yeah. it can feel just like way more approachable, way more accessible and less scary. One of the things that I see is a lot of women think it's selfish to make money. Do you have any thoughts on that? I think it's selfish to not make money because money mm. makes you effective. Say that again. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's selfish to not make money because money is a method that makes you effective. Hmm. You can do so a good. lot more with your influence and with your voice if you have money. Hmm. It's literally a tool. It's like a little soldier goes to work for you. And it brings you to tables with people you would not otherwise be sitting with. Mm -hmm. And it gives you a voice into their life and into the decisions that they're making. Wow. So like I'm Jewish. So I grew up on the Old Testament. And a perfect example is like Daniel or Joseph. Listen, they were second in command. They weren't in charge. But because of their convictions and their belief systems, it actually had more of an impact than being in charge. It's kind of like as a manager, you actually, in some cases, affect more people than if you were the owner. So money equals influence. And for the women who are listening, what I would tell them is, I mentioned this statistic earlier that women have, like they could literally Mm -hmm. control 1% of the American wealth attracting and retaining female customers is really critical to your growth and your business because they hold the keys. 
Hmm. So if they're holding the keys and they have more than half of the wealth in America, mm-hmm. so maybe soon it'll be 70%. How awesome will that be? Yes. So to truly <laughs> succeed, you have to understand women's needs and their preferences and their behaviors when it comes to spending because they have the money to spend. I think that's so good for everyone to hear that right now has a business and is feeling like maybe they want more clients or they want more sales. There's this thought that a lot of my clients have that there's nobody that wants the thing they have. And just to hear like, there's not only people that want it, there's people with money that want it. And they continue to, because they outlive men. So they're going to continue to get the money as the men pass. And I think it's really important to choose appreciation over expectation when you have a business, say I mentioned earlier, you can choose your story, but it takes patience and choosing the appreciation over just like having all these expectations of maybe what you think or want or the expectation of what you want for your business. It's like aligning, it's just aligning your story with your strategy and having like a grateful heart. And from mm-hmm. that place, clients will come. Yeah. So it's like focusing on what you already have rather than what you don't have. It's literally having the attitude of like, I want to be a blessing. Who can I help? Hmm. So good. Yeah. And I think it's really easy for women to get into that scarcity. Like, okay, so I run a program called Double Your Business. And when we kind of start this process, there's two kinds of people. There's the kind of people who are just like, yes, that's so exciting. And they're just thinking about the possibility. And even though they've never done it before, they're like, well, why not? Like, let's just see what we can do. That was kind of my mentality. The first time I doubled my business was I was like, well, why the heck not? May as well try. And then there's the type, and I've been in both, both places. There's the type who are like, but I don't see how that's possible. I've never done that before. Here's all of the things that are standing in the way of me being able to do that. And so what I hear you saying is that focusing on what's already working in your business right now, what am I doing to add value? And Mm -hmm. if you want to make more money, how can you add more value? Right. Not just how can I like sell more people or like that kind of like sleazy, slimy, salesy energy that nobody likes. (laughs) Nobody likes it. Nobody likes doing it. Nobody likes being on the receiving end of it. How we combat that is by how can I actually serve? What value can I add? Educate, add value, be a blessing. Create raving fans. Right. Client, it'll be referrals. Clients are coming because of the referrals. So right. it's really about authenticity. And it's hard to operate from that place when you have a scarcity mentality. Totally comes through. Especially yeah. women. Like we are so intuitive. Mm-hmm. We you know? feel it. We feel it. We're feelers. So mm-hmm. it's knowing that there, there is enough. And one of the things, because I do financial coaching, and one of the things I share with some of the ladies that I work with, um, and this, is, this can be applied to you as well, but some of them are like, well, how, do I, how do I teach my kids? Like, I never learned mm. about money. How do I teach my kids? And I say to them, the words we can't afford it, take it out of your vocabulary. Children Mm. should never feel the financial burden or responsibility of their parents because the fact is you can afford it. It's what you choose to afford. Mm -hmm. You do have money, but instead of, you know, doing the soccer practice, you're doing the gymnastics classes. Mm -hmm. So it's redirecting and reframing 
that you do have enough, but it's where you're putting your resources. Mm-hmm. And it's that grateful attitude and the appreciation attitude of the, the car that you drive and the house that you live in and the groceries that you buy every week and all the things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I talk about this a lot with time, like saying okay. something is taking time rather than I'm choosing to give my time to this. And I think it's the same kind of thing with money. So instead of being in that kind of victim mode of like, I can't afford it. We can't do this saying I'm choosing not to do this because if you really wanted to, you could probably put it on a credit card or you could probably sell something to get it. But if you're choosing not to own that choice and have your own back in that choice with the language and the story that you tell yourself about it afterwards. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. powerful. So tell me some of your thoughts about this hustle mentality. I talk a lot here about we want to grow our businesses with more heart and less hustle. And to me, hustle looks like basically coming from scarcity, right? Coming from like, I am working for significance, for value, for purpose, for worthiness, Mm -hmm. rather than from already having those things. So do you have any thoughts on how we can move away from like a hustle mentality of building wealth into a more heart-centered approach to building wealth? I think the heart-centered approach would have to be that you're doing what you're passionate about. And it also is key on how you're measuring your success. Hmm. Because sometimes success isn't always how much money you're making. Because the hustle mentality usually equals dollar bills and those will come. But success is being present for your kids. Success is having a healthy marriage. Success is when the world just got turned upside down the last two years, not constantly being offended all the time. Mm -hmm. Success (laughs) is having an attitude of love and staying Mm. unoffended. So the, the hustle it starts to chill when you bring in other elements that equal success. So hustle is simply what am I telling myself equals success. And if it's just money, mm. then you're going to hamster wheel. Right. But it's if so you good. realize there's so, there's so many pieces to the pie that e- equal success in your life, you stop hustling because you're already accomplishing so much where the dollar bills is just like one eighth of that pie. Right. Authenticity comes out when you're meeting with people and they want to buy from you. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that so much. And I think redefining success, it's it, part of it too, is I always talk with my life launch clients. That's my membership program about how success in, in our community is being more intentional than we were last week, being less reactive than we were last week. And so it might show up in a moment of like, when I would have been triggered by my kids and yelling at them, I just noticed myself being frustrated instead and didn't react and processed the emotion. So I think this really ties in with our approach and our view of wealth and abundance. Abundance isn't just the numbers. It's not just the revenue or the profit. It's not just the number of followers, the number of sales. It's the lifestyle that you're creating that represents your values. 100%. So I love that so much. Okay. Let's talk for a minute about strategy because I have so many listeners who are like, give me the practical thing that I do. <laughs> Tell me what to do. Uh, this 
week, is there something that women listening who own a business, either service-based, product-based, like what's the one piece of advice that you'd give them other than the mindset on like a practical strategy level to start doing this week to grow their business? So if you own a business and you sell a product, I would look at the past 12 months and see yourself through and get rid of the bottom one or two items and invest in the ones and move that money to the ones that have a higher sell through because Mm -hmm. the profitability of a business isn't so much when you sell something, it's when you buy it because it's your sell through. So buying, choosing what you buy wholesale is very, very, very important. So that would be one just little strategy is mm-hmm. figure out what's at the bottom of the barrel and, and cut it. And sometimes it can be emotional, mm. especially when you own a business. Like, but I love that product. I'm like, I know, but the product, your people don't love it. Um, and I think whether you have a product or a service, like if you're a coach or an accountant yeah. or a bookkeeper, it's that same principle, right? Like look at the offers that aren't selling as much and cut them and get rid of them. I know for me, I... I one point, I think I had like five different ways you could work with me. (laughs) (laughs) And my coach is always like, Heather, the more simple your business is, the more profitable it is. And so, yeah. So this year I'm cutting back to my goal is to just have one offer and I'm still kind of like getting there. I still do one-on-ones, but I'm even phasing that out because I know that if I really want to make my one offer profitable, it's easier to do that when I'm putting all of my resources, all of my advertising, all of my time and what I'm talking about and what I'm directing people to into one place. So that's, that's really helpful. I think for a lot of people, even just to look at one or two things that are kind of not actually moving the needle for them. So good. Okay. Any final thoughts that you have for us in terms of just like a takeaway, something that maybe even changed your perspective and shifted the way that you were approaching money in your own life that we can kind of take away as a powerful thought to, to uh, meditate on this week? I would say the secret to living is giving. I think that we were created to contribute. It's wired yeah. in us. And if we're not doing it, we're missing a piece of joy and our souls that should be there. Right. So giving is huge. Yeah. I love that. And having that be even a part of your business plan, partnering Um, with some kind of organization or company or charity, or having there be something that's built into the system of your business that is representing generosity. Yeah. I love that. There's always someone you can help pour into. It doesn't even necessarily have to be financial. It could be from an education standpoint. I just think it's really important for women to be helping women, especially since we're controlling most of the wealth. I love it. Thank you so much for taking the time to hang out with me and to share from your wisdom and your experience. And I know our listeners are going to be so benefited by hearing your perspective that comes not just from like, here's some ideas I have, but like, here's some lived experience that I know is tried and tested and true because you've actually walked it out for 20 years, you were saying, which is incredible. So thank you so much. And I'm only 20. Isn't that amazing? Amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for having me. You're so welcome.
Thanks so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you found it helpful, follow along and give us a quick review so that we can get the more heart, less hustle message into the hands of more women. And if you want to take this work even deeper, come check out Life Launch. It's my monthly coaching membership where we take all of these ideas and we apply them to your life so you can get the incredible results for yourself. Check it out at heatherborsma.com. We'll see you next week.